to listen to the Systematic Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Alicia. And we hope that you are all healthy, keeping well and staying safe. We are so blessed and grateful to have an opportunity to share our thoughts and knowledge with you on this platform. So if this is the first time you are listening to us, a warm welcome. And we really do hope that you find valuable information that you can apply into your life. The Systematic Podcast is about us two sisters, Priya and Alicia, sharing active and systematic approaches on how to align your mindset to add growth into all areas and aspects of your life. And this podcast is for those who are looking to develop themselves, their softer skill set and also their mindset, just allowing you to simply flourish as a whole. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about eliminating distractions and boosting focus. Now, everything in our life demands our attention and distractions can cost our personal and professional lives because we've just got so much going on. And especially in this current situation where we're working from home, we've kind of combined our sort of personal and professional lives together. And, you know, there's a lot more distractions, I think, than probably before. Definitely. And and we've all been there. We've all been in that position where we are literally glued to our phones. So even with the best intentions to actually stick to a task or work on that project, we may see ourselves scrolling down through the social media content when we know we should be doing something better. I know I've been there. And sometimes we just can't help it. Just grab our phone. We see all those notifications. And then we get another email that we feel like we need to look at right now. Even though I may be having dinner with my family, the phone may be buzzing away. And we're checking it every five minutes. We we literally worry that we may be missing some important news because that's just the world we're in. Yeah, and distractions can seem impossible to avoid. And the whole concept will be like, oh my God, I've got so many things going on. How can I do things a lot better without having those distractions? But statistics actually show that distractions do cause a massive loss in productivity. We've all been there. We've all experienced it. And everybody knows you get yourself, get get going with something and there comes a distraction. And it can be in different shapes, different forms. Now, a typical manager is interrupted every eight minutes and employees generally spend 28% of their time dealing with unnecessary interruptions and trying to get back on track. That's quite a high amount. Now, research also shows that a typical office worker takes 25 minutes to return to the original task after an interruption. Just imagine how many interruptions you have throughout the day. It takes you about half an hour just to get back into what you were doing. I think that's valuable time being lost. 100% and also it's adding on to the fact that when you are working and I know we've we've covered it in our previous uh, podcast episode about deep work and this is understanding that our mind can only focus on one thing at a time and therefore interruptions are very deadly and it's not like we have a million hours in a day we only have 24 and remember we're sleeping for a proportion of that and also focusing on our key project task work business, whatever it may be. So how can you take back control of your time and attention? That is the question that we want to address today. And we want to be able to give you some tangible tips, exciting things that you feel like, you know what, I want to implement this straight away, because you want to feel that impact in your life where you can get things done, be on top of uh, be on top of everything in, in the best way possible, and also utilize the time that we have on our hands. 
Here we're going to today cover a few strategies with you, around 10, on how to overcome distractions and reclaim your focus. So the first thing which we find is one of the most important things, that's why we're, we're talking about it first, is to set three main objectives every day. Now this could be in a shape of a to-do list, it could be a daily goal list, it could be all your priorities using the Eisenhower matrix. There's various ways for you to do this, but keep it to three. I think three is a good number and those are your main objectives. Within that, you may have other little ones, but as a whole, what are the three things that you want to achieve by the end of the day? Yes, I totally agree with that. And what I love about to-do list is you can have a master to-do list. Yeah, so exactly. So it may not be necessarily just for that day, but I actually have a running to-do list as a separate insert into my physical diary. So when I look at it, I'm literally looking at it right now, I have tasks on there which are my master to-do list. And then from that list, I can pick out three things if I need to, to get done in the day. So this is where the concept of daily goal list can come in, but you, you can have a master list. People do say it's a good idea to combine your personal life to-do list with your work one. Mm. I like to keep them separate. I, yeah, I prefer to keep them separate too. Mainly because your personal life is personal and your goals and aspirations for work are also very solid. So I, I like to put categories, but do what feels best, what suits you and what makes you feel more comfortable because it's for me it's just you may have to do a bit of trial and error you might just like one big list but I like to create categories and also color code it and understand that what priority sits where and sometimes you don't want to be going to work with your personal list as well I hope that makes sense or just not that anyone would see it but is that visibility is important yeah, no, I agree with that too. The second strategy is to have office hours. Now, most organizations reward long hours, you know, so that's why people make it a habit to stay long um, and work overtime. Now, with more hours available to finish your work, the need to focus tends to reduce because you're like, you know, I've got, say, 10 or 12 hours to do everything that I need to do. But what I suggest is, especially when it comes to working from home and whether you are an essential worker or maybe it's not office hours that you're working, but the hours that you do, stick to those hours and be strict with yourself. Um, for us personally, we're working from home. So our work day is, you know, eight, nine to five. So those will be our office hours. And within that, it's, you know, our focus is what we're doing with work. It's not going to be, let's record a podcast episode in the middle of the day while we're working, or you know what, let's um, start something else which is not related to that. Whatever your focus is, have it within those hours. And then of course, the other hours that come around that and the weekend, you slot in other times. But it's a really important thing to have those hours because if you can't do it within that set time, then you're doing something wrong. And I, I used to say this all the time as well with work, you know, if someone has to work overtime on projects or do extra things and stay behind at work in the office or in that corporate field, they're not doing something right because you should be able to do it within the hours that you have set for work. Yeah, and it's definitely a bold statement and Alicia and I yeah. definitely believe in this because I remember when I had spoken to an executive who was working in communications and affair, she was... At a, like director level but she used to work eight till three thirty, and then used to go and pick up her children herself from school and she always said 
it used to always feel like she would go in earlier as well, even if it's seven, get the kids dropped off and then get them picked up. But she would make sure that she would get all her work done in that period. And she'd done that for many years and she was performing well at work and then also doing well in terms of keeping completely uh, up hand and raising her kids. I absolutely loved that. And she actually said to me, you know what, if I'm not able to get my work done in my allocated time that I'm getting paid for, yeah. there's something, there's a system that's not working. I'm having meetings that are not productive. And also she goes, when you've got that allocated time, you're also very precious about it because if a meeting comes in, but then it's not aligning with what you need to get done, she goes, you're more, you're more selective. You're like, you know what, do I really need to attend that meeting? And obviously at her level, she would decide, I can send someone else, I can delegate this, I can make sure that I'm getting the most out of my working time because I cannot sit here till 6pm because my life doesn't allow it. And I just love that methodology. You do not need to have children to think like this, but this is something I apply. If I can't do it in my set hours, there's something somewhere that's taking up and eating up my time and, it needs, and I need to be more efficient. And this is it's something I learned from a woman that I felt like she knew what she was doing yeah. and she never even felt guilty about finishing at 3.30 and getting her day done, considering the level she was at as well. It was very um, humbling to see someone stick to this, the balance that we all want in work and life. Now, moving on is the third strategy point is prepare your workspace. Now, Alicia and I could spend forever yeah. <laughs> talking about how the environment and just our desk alone can really just boost that excitement of having a dedicated workspace. This is something Alicia and I strongly believe in. You know, don't make your bed your workspace. This is my tip. You know, you know, your bed is for sleeping and let's just segregate things. And if you've got a desk, that is a perfect place for you to create the right environment. You know, segregate your spaces. So, for example, for your office, make sure you've got a door that you can close. You know, sometimes yeah. we're in our kitchen and we've got an open plan kitchen and we've got the TV blaring. So just, I would suggest segregation is the key here. Yeah, definitely have a separate room. And I know we were a little bit slow to yeah. this in, initially when we started working from home because we had to adapt to that fact and, you know, living at home with family. So if you've got children, you're living with your family and you've got an important meeting or you've got to focus on a particular task, you do want to set yourself... Um, your own space where yeah, you can close the door and you know you won't get those distractions. Another point when it comes to your workspace is keeping your physical desk and also your virtual desktop tidy. So it's not just about, okay, I need to have a clear desk so it's not messy and I need to have everything in place, but what's actually on your screen? If you're someone who's using a laptop or a PC, do you have multiple things open? Do you have all these random things pending from the past couple of days? Loads of tabs and stuff. So try to keep that tidy and that will definitely boost your focus um, and it will just give that clarity to what you're doing. And if you haven't had the time to do this, have a cleanse of your virtual yeah. desktop. So this is going into your folders. Alicia's great at this. She has a folder for everything yeah. on our computer. It's very much you can tell where things are going to be. And also another quick tip I'm gonna squeeze in is when you're saving a file, save it with the proper heading. Do not, you know, the title, don't just call it whatever. Um, you Something know. that you know when you wanna find it, you can search for it because it's got a keyword yes. that will relate to what's actually in it. <laughs> yeah, so we wanna give you practical tips. So this is something you can add, dedicate and allocate 
25 minutes, 20 minutes to and go, you know what, I'm just going to go over my folders, look at my files, because I do that. It's a file I know and it's, it's actually renamed and named as just a bunch of numbers and I absolutely hate that. Yeah. Now, moving on to strategy number four, which is declutter your mind. What does this mean? This is something that we've actually covered in previous episodes, but it's something that I love doing. With decluttering your mind, you can journal and you can meditate, and we've covered the benefits of this, but journaling is just so powerful because sometimes we think we're a complete mess and we've got a lot going on is mainly because our thoughts are not clear and we don't understand our own thoughts so journaling is a process where you're literally getting a notepad and a pen and you're not going to do anything else apart from just write write what you're thinking about write what's on your mind have it's like having a conversation with yourself and also you could be very frank and honest you don't need to be you know you don't need to word it in any other way your journal i'm going to be completely honest when you were younger you used to write a diary Dear Diary, journaling is just a grown-up version of Dear Diary. (laughs) Exactly. I would say it's like a brain dump. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No one's going to read it. You're not going to get marked on on your essay skills, on your writing skills. It's not structured right. Just literally whatever's going on in your mind, sort of dump it on paper. It will make you feel a lot lighter. And whether it's something that's stressing you out, whether it's to do with work write it down and it comes um to when it uh also the to-do list in the first point sorry is that having a list because sometimes we've got so much going on in our brain we're gonna forget like oh my god i need to do that as soon as you think of yeah. it write it down and that's something that i do whether it's digitally on my phone uh, if i don't have a notebook or something or a list next to me but i want to be able to quickly write it down otherwise i'm going to forget because there's just so many things to do and so many things going on so it's like a mental um, inventory of what's going on or what you need to accomplish the fifth strategy point is start your day or start the morning by doing the most dreaded duty or the dreaded task whatever you want to call it now I've read this in multiple books and I've heard it from a lot of successful people as well, is get the biggest task out of the way in the morning. Because we tend to be a lot more focused in the morning compared to in the afternoon once, you know, we've had lunch and our energy levels start to drop. So it's better to do the the bigger task um, in the morning. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And also when it comes with doing certain tasks and you've got a long list, skip what you don't know yep i've said that correctly skip what you don't know because sometimes we spend too much time delving into a particular task where we know we can just collaborate with someone and i can yeah drop yeah drop an email to someone or ask for help sometimes we feel like our list is just ours it can it can be shared so i do this a lot with my with alicia as well so even with if on my to-do list i have you know record a podcast episode i know i have to skip that for now because i know i need to do it with with my own sister it's a two-person task so i love this and this isn't skipping on knowledge this is skipping on an understanding what you can do right now and what you can't do yeah because a lot of people may say skip what you don't know but think about it literally as you don't know because we should be learning and grasping and learning new things but also understanding where we can collaborate and, and not just rely on just ourselves to get something done the sixth strategy point is schedule your di- um, sorry directions, your distractions. Diversions. Schedule your diversions. <laughs> now, yeah, they are diversions because they take you down another road. But what it means to schedule your distractions, because we're still going to have them. 
They're not going to disappear. We can't really avoid them. It's better to schedule it in so that you have control over it rather than your distractions taking control over what you want to do. So whether this is social media, your children, your family, household chores, things that you have to do around the house, whether it's even watching TV, um, schedule it in. Just be like, you know, I need to get my work done and then I will have half an hour of social media. Well, then I'll spend the, the evening with my family cooking and doing an activity or something like that. Yeah. So it's really important to um, schedule that in the same way you would schedule in the important tasks. Definitely. The seventh strategy is stop digital pressures. And we actually have six tips for avoiding those tech distractions that we may have. So uh, the first one is organize your emails. I like to do color coding. Me too. <laughs> do whatever floats your boat. It's just so important to be in a position where you know what's coming in and coming out. This goes into the philosophy of the um, detox and cleanse of your folders. Also now your folders within your emails system. Get organized there. Number two, set a timer and get some time blocks going. We mentioned this last time and I'm going to reiterate, there are so many apps available where you can literally have a timer running and yeah. you can dedicate that focus time. Yeah, or you can just put a timer on for 30 minutes, yeah. um, whether it's a, a manual timer on your phone or through your, through your laptop and or PC. Mm. But, you know, if you want to work in 30 minute chunks, an hour chunks, whatever suits you, but use that time block. And then after that timer goes off, okay, yeah, now you can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Third one, third tip. Don't bring your phone into the meetings and that you're having virtually on Zoom or any other technology. Why? Because if you're a bit bored or the meetings, you know, someone else is talking, you're just going to pull up your phone on the side yeah. and do a bit of a It's sneaky... natural. I've done it so many times. Yeah, but... sneaky text. And you don't want to be doing that. And it's then you're not focusing either. And, that, and then you're wondering why you're not focusing on this meeting. Or And I've done that. I'm like, what did that person say? Yeah, you forget and you're like, oh my God, was I supposed to say something? <laughs> And yeah, so you'd rather just leave your phone in the other room and just focus on that dedicated meeting. The fourth tip is put your phone on do not disturb. We, 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 me and Alicia preach this day in, day out. Yeah, I tend to keep my phone on do not disturb quite a lot, but I also have an uh, Apple Watch, so I do get notifications on that, which I can put on do not disturb. So if my phone's not on me, it's not the end of the world. I can see, uh, you know, urgent notifications, but definitely turn them off because... We use so much on our phone. You get so many notifications for all these silly apps that we don't even need notifications for. So turn them off for, for, for things that are just going to overconsume your phone. Another tip to um, avoid the tech distractions is work offline. And this is quite a, an interesting thing that I read upon. It means making yourself unavailable. So that could mean that you tell your family that for this one hour that I am doing my meeting, I'm unavailable. Or whether it's turning your phone off or making yourself, you know, unavailable on Skype, on Teams, for example, but working offline so that no one can contact you so that you can focus. I know a lot of writers do this yeah. and people who, you know, they... They've got to really sit there on their own and get their work done. And that's what they'll do. They'll make themselves unavailable, especially when you're working in a team, when it comes to your job and, you know, people need to access you. It doesn't mean for emergencies they're not able to contact you. But an hour, you know, it's not the end of the world if someone can't contact you in an hour. I think an hour is a reasonable time. Yeah, definitely depending on the industry and what you do. Always a disclaimer, but it's just allowing yourself that dedicated time yeah another thing is to use one screen one browser window and one computer program at a time now i know this is going to be quite a difficult thing i personally 
um, my laptop screen is quite small and I have an extra monitor and I use it as a dual screen and I have lots of things open but with what I do I have to have a lot of things open but I don't try to have more than that I have my essentials but if you're someone who's studying and you maybe need to write your essay have one screen have your word document open that way you're typing your essay and then if you're researching I feel like that should have been done as a separate task personally and then you're typing. Don't have all these tabs open, have your social media, have, I mean, if you like music in the background, that that's cool, have that going on. But don't have YouTube running in the background and all these things, because that's what's going to um, give you those distractions and then you'll just click and be like, oh, okay, let me just watch that. And then an hour goes by and we're watching videos of, you know, makeup tutorials or, you know, how to make a cool dish on YouTube. So it's, mm. it's so easy to go down that route. So stop yourself by by blocking that out definitely and the ninth strategy or the eighth is the ninth is give yourself frequent breaks because researchers have found even taking a few brief breaks can just shift your attention elsewhere and just it can actually dramatically improve mental focus so if you can't work solidly for a certain length of time play around with this because you may be working for 45 minutes and you're like, you know what, I've done really, really some good, credible work. I need to do one more thing. But it actually may be more beneficial for you to have a 10 minute break, you know, walk, go for a little walk, have some more water. Just it's good to get up, I believe, after every 30 minutes. It's something that I feel is really important. But um, for me, just don't feel bad or guilty for that little break because I love my little yeah, breaks. Yeah, no, you definitely need it. I don't think anyone can continuously work. Yeah. Nor can we continuously pay attention to, to lectures, um, to emails or whether it's a, a team meeting for that long. We need to have a break. So definitely make sure you, you schedule in breaks as well. Yeah. The next strategy point is single tasking. Now, I know this is a uh, something that people may not be aware of or people have probably grown up thinking that multitasking is a really good skill to have. Wrong. Uh, to, to hate to break it to you or to give you the hard truth, I actually thought that as well. Growing up to a certain extent and then when I was exposed to a lot of reading material, I was able to surround myself with successful people and single tasking is the way forward and the reason behind this is because you need to focus your time and energy on one thing at a time because our brain as complex as it is as amazing as the functions of our brain are if we're going from one task to another to another we're lowering our um focus on it because it's like having multiple tabs open really you're just skipping to it but from those three things, you're not getting anything done. So yeah. you, you think you're doing a lot more because you're multitasking, but you're not doing everything 100%. A good a good example is sit there with someone and literally, oh, do this, this is a really good one. Have a phone call with someone and then try and text someone else and see how difficult. Oh God, yeah. I've done this, um, someone's talking to me and I'm texting, I can't do either. And I've literally gone and like, numb. Yeah, exactly. You just go quiet and you're like, what am I doing? My, my brain is flustered by two things and it's something that when you're put into the situation you also feel like you're a lot weaker I, I feel that way I feel like oh gosh I'm not getting anything done I feel like I'm going backwards so sometimes I have to solidly put my phone aside when someone's um, speaking to me just to give me that um, clarity of presence 
And the last strategy uh, point is be mindful of your physical health. Now, this is going to impact um you know you as a whole so it's very important to remember that but in terms of boosting your focus and eliminating your distractions is what's around you you know do you have things that are accessible to you that are giving you those distractions but when it comes to your mental health and your physical health it's also uh, in terms of your posture your desk that you're sitting at the chair because if you're not comfortable it's really hard to focus right i'm sure there's been loads of other situations that are not even work related where you're not comfortable you're going to find it hard to focus so when it comes to your eye strain you know we're, we're looking at screens all the time whether it's our phone devices laptops we're in so many meetings we're using zoom now to communicate with a lot a lot of people you know, that blue light is going to have an impact on our eyes. So definitely you need to protect your eyes, whether that's by wearing glasses that have, have the blue light reflectors, whether it's getting a blue light screen protector or, you know, um, taking a, a supplement to help you with your vision yeah. health. There's a lot of things that you can do, but be mindful of, of that as well, because we want you to be able to get the most out of uh, whatever you're doing in terms of boosting your focus. And that's something that we need to remember member. So we're just going to quickly summarize those 10, uh, 10 strategies, sorry, that we can use to overcome distractions and reclaim and boost our focus. So the first one was set three main objectives every day. Secondly, have office hours. Third, prepare your workspace. Fourth, declutter your mind. Five, start with the most dreaded duties first thing in the morning. Number six, schedule your distractions. Number seven, stop digital pressures. Number eight, do everything single tasks. Number nine, give yourself frequent breaks. And the last one, be mindful of your physical health. Now, well, there's one thing we wanted to share with you guys just before we finish off and um, end our episode tonight. And we're really, really excited and super thankful and grateful to be able to collaborate with the Happiness Planner. Yes, I'm so excited because I've used the planners in the yeah. past and actually frequently use a lot of their digital footprints and everything that they have available. If you haven't checked them out, go on Instagram, go on their website. It has so many benefits and functionalities that you guys would love. And we are super excited because we will be doing a collaborative workshop um, on the 16th of Feb which is a Tuesday that's coming up and it's going to be at 8 p.m. And the topic that we will be covering is overcoming the fear of public speaking online and offline. So Alicia and I are doing our first virtual event. Yeah. Um, and we're just super excited and because you, all of you guys are logging on and clicking our, clicking the button to listen to us, we would really love for you to support us and be there and learn more yeah. at that event. Definitely, it's free to sign up to, you just have to create an account with the Happiness Planner and you're able to get the link to be able to join it. So it's a free workshop and we're really excited to be part of it and to, to share our knowledge with, with more people and obviously to share systematic with a lot of other people as well. So definitely check that out. They are the Happiness Planner or at Happiness Planner on Instagram. And yeah, we really hope to see you online for that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some really good strategies to help you to 
eliminate those distractions, not completely get rid of them, but also help you to boost your focus. We really hope that, um, you know, there are other topics that you would feel free to share with us and let us know what you want us to cover, anything in particular that you need help with. Let us know on our Instagram. We are at systematic underscore. And please leave us a review, rate this podcast and, you know, that will really help us. And take care, everybody. We look forward to speaking to you again in our next episode. Bye for now and keep safe. Bye.